Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. Well, first, let me just say what a privilege it is to be up here. Um, I don't take it for granted. I know that it's a, a big responsibility, and so um, I'm really excited and I'm really nervous, but at the same time, I know that God has a word and I am ready to share it. So um, like Jordan said, uh, we've been married for about 13 years, and typically you guys see me up here leading worship, so this morning you're gonna get less singing and more talking, and so I hope that's okay. Um, and you know what? We're gonna talk about expectations this morning, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. Like, we, we have an expectation of how service is gonna look. We have an idea of where we're supposed to go next and what we're supposed to do, and when technical issues come up or we forget to throw on a video or something, it, you know, it kind of throws us off a little bit, and I think that's Satan's way of saying, okay, like, I'm gonna distract you, but I just wanna say right now, right here in this moment, not today, Satan, okay? Uh, I'm not gonna have it, we're not gonna have it, God wants to move, and so whatever, whatever schedule we're on, we're just gonna go with it because he's got a plan and, and Satan's not gonna get in the way of that. And I'll admit, like this week has been one of the hardest weeks of my life. I had this expectation of what message prep for my first solo message was going to look like, and uh, it didn't end up that way at all. And so in prepping for this and studying and trying to navigate, you know, stuff that my family's going through that's really heavy. Like, I started to not only just digest what God was um, giving, for, giving me for you guys, but it started shaping me and helping me. And I'm so, so thankful for this week and everything that, you know, has come my way. And I'm thankful that I can shout Jesus's name louder than Satan can distract me. So with that being said, let's recap really quickly. Last week, Pastor Jean had talked to us about faith versus belief. And he addressed the idea that having faith doesn't always mean that we don't have doubts. We can still have doubts, right? I mean, that is just how it's gonna be. We're gonna have doubts. It's okay to have those doubts, but he talked to us about actions on our part and what we can do to step out of that doubt, what it takes for us to step into what God is wanting to do and having faith in those moments. And just because... We have doubts, it doesn't mean that we don't have faith. And I think a lot of times that whole thing gets misconstrued. So hear me this morning. Like, we're gonna talk about it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to have doubt. It's the actions that we have to take on our part to step out of those moments, step out of those moments of frustration and disappointment and doubt and figure out what we need to do to navigate some of life's most frustrating moments because I'm sure we can all say that we have expectations um, with each other, right? In our relationships, in our marriages, in our leaders, and our pastors, and who's speaking this morning. I'm sure you have expectations of what I'm gonna bring. You know, you have expectations of your employees or your employers, and that's just how life is. There are expectations all around. And when those expectations aren't met, it can land us in some really frustrating moments. 
But this morning, I want to spend some time diving into what it looks like when God doesn't meet our expectations. I mean, we, every day, we have expectations of each other, and sometimes those aren't met. But what does it look like when God doesn't meet our expectations? When the Heavenly Father, who is supposed to provide and comfort and be all things, doesn't give us what we want, what do we do, right? So I, I think it's safe to say that majority of us in this room and watching online, we have had our share of letdowns and frustrations all thanks to some expectations we had about something, someone, somewhere, whatever it is, I'm sure there's been moments that you have been let down. And I'm gonna be the first to admit, I have a lot of expectations for a lot of things. You can ask my husband, you can ask my kids, you can ask my friends. Like, I have a lot of expectations, probably a lot of which are unnecessary, but at the end of the day, that, that's who I am. And so as I was diving into this message and studying, I was like, oh crap, like, I have a lot to work on, but that's the beauty of who we are in Christ. We are continually moving forward. We are continually growing and learning. We don't just come to a point and say, oh God, okay, God, I'm, I'm here. No, we have to constantly shape who we are and who he wants us to be. And so, you know, <clears throat> I don't like people telling me when I'm wrong or I don't like people telling me what to do, period. I'll just admit that. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit this week was like, Krista, you really need to work on this in your life. And so this message isn't just for me um, and for you. I believe it is just an all-around encompassing idea of how we can do better in the moments that life brings. And I'm going to share a little story. Jordan gets to get up here often and share stories about, you know, our, our marriage or our honeymoon, for those of you who are here for that. So it's my turn to steal, steal some limelight. And I'm going to share a story um, of expectations surrounding our proposal, and I don't know that I had ever told Jordan this, so he, he read over my message, right, so he knows now. Um, we haven't talked about it yet. He hasn't said anything, so hopefully he's okay with it, but here's the thing. I am a planner. I have a lot of expectations. Like I said, yes, planning is like, I know that's a control idol. I'm, I'm still working on it, okay? Like, I know that that's that's not always okay. But I need to know everything that's happening, when it's happening. I need a timeline. If I go to a new restaurant, I have to know what's on their menu before I go. So you're just getting a brief look inside my, my mind that's sometimes a little crazy and overwhelming. But I needed to know, like, when we were dating, we dated for about four years before we got married. And I needed to know as we were dating, like, when are we gonna get engaged? Because I needed to know when we were gonna get married. I can't plan you know, a wedding date if I don't know when we're gonna get engaged and I can't start planning a wedding if I don't know that I'm going to get proposed. And yes, this, this is my brain, right? So I had this idea of like when we were gonna get engaged, we talked about it, we picked out rings, I knew it was coming. Um, and the summer that, you know, I needed to be engaged because that would give me a full year to you know, plan the wedding. <laughs> Um, we planned a trip to Florida with some friends. And for those of you who know me, I love the ocean. Like the beach is my happy place. I feel Jesus in the most intimate ways there. It's just one of those places where I just feel this overwhelming peace. And so we were going to Florida. We're gonna be on the beach. And so here I'm thinking, ah, he's planning a proposal. This is gonna be perfect. I was picturing it or aka expecting it, sitting in the sand with the salty air blowing in my hair when Jordan gets down on one knees and proposes. But he didn't. <laughs> we got to the end of that trip and I was like, what, what is happening? Like, where is my ring? Like, he didn't propose. I was so disappointed, so disappointed. He had no idea. Expectations, right? They're gonna get you. 
So I'm thinking, okay, well, he, he really missed the boat on this one. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. So whatever he has planned now, it's not gonna be any kind of beach proposal that I had expected. So, you know, a little bit of time passes. I'm starting to get really anxious. Like, it's coming up on July. That gives me, what, nine months or 10 months or something to plan a wedding. Like, it was pushing it. And so, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, the loving girlfriend and not say anything and not be disappointed and all those things. But the reality was that I was starting to get really frustrated um, because my expectations weren't being met. But then there was one Sunday, um, Jordan had decided to surprise me with, like a lunch date, and I, I have a love-hate relationships with surprises. If you can imagine, like a surprise is you have no idea what's coming, right? Like I love the attention of a surprise, but I don't like knowing what's on the other side of it. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just go with the flow. And we left, and we were heading to Mishawaka, and he's starting to get like fidgety and nervous, which is unlike Jordan. And so I, I had this like inkling that, that this is the day. Like he's going to propose. He's going to take me to this like fancy restaurant and propose, which I was like, okay, whatever, it's fine. It's not a beach proposal. I'll work through it because I still get to marry the man of my dreams, right? Well, <laughs> we're like in this funky part of Mishawaka where there's no restaurants. And I was like, this is just getting worse by the minute. Like, what is happening? And then, you know, I'm trying not to like be a pouty baby, and be moody because, you know, I'm not getting my way ultimately. But then all of a sudden <laughs> I look up and I see the Shirojiri Gardens, which is the Japanese gardens in Mishawaka. And for th those of you who don't know, I'm part Japanese. My, my grandma was born in Japan. My dad was born in Japan and they moved to America, I think when he was like five or six. Um, so my Japanese heritage is incredibly important to me and Jordan knew that. <laughs> So obviously, like, I'm pumped. Like, he's taking me to the Japanese gardens. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I am such a brat. Such a brat. Because he, this whole time, had planned this perfect proposal, literally perfect. My parents were there. His parents were there. Like, the surprises just kept coming. And I was, like, mush. And I was thinking, like, this beats any beach proposal any day. So no offense to those of you who've gotten proposed to on the beach. It was still a dream. But... I had an incredible man take intentionality in planning something that beat my expectations. So I don't share this story of unmet expectations to just give you a look at what it looks like when we're, our expectations aren't met. And I'm sure that some of you can attest that you can be brats when you don't get your way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just wanting to talk about what it looks like when our expectations are exceeded. And we all know that God has a habit of exceeding our expectations, am I right? That's, that's who he is. He's amazing. He's incredible. And we've been told throughout our lives, yes, God will give us more than we could ask or think or even imagine. And that's just who he is. So what do we do in the waiting? What do we do in the seasons where God hasn't met our expectation? When we pray and we ask and we think that God is going to give us his will and it doesn't happen, we're ticked off, we're doubtful, we're angry, we're disappointed, we're, we're frustrated. So what, what do we do with that? How do we navigate those moments so that we don't disalign ourselves with who he is and what he wants for our lives? A lot of times in our relationships, uh, we have expectations. And when other people don't meet those expectations, it, it, it truly makes things hard. I mean, for those of you in relationships or friendships where those people haven't 
met your expectations, maybe because you didn't tell them your expectations. We could talk a whole sermon about that, but we're not, we're not going there this morning. I'm talking specifically about moments in your relationship with God. I'm sure a lot of us thought we would have kids by now or be married by now or have a mortgage by now or be debt free or see family members know Jesus or have your kids come back to you in mended relationships or see your people that you love healed from cancer. There are so many things that we bring to the Father that we hope and pray that he does and he is capable, don't hear me, don't misunderstand me, hear me this morning, he is capable of giving us anything that we ask but sometimes he doesn't. And is our relationship about God meeting our needs and when he doesn't, we become frustrated or disappointed? Or is it about asking God to operate the way that he, we think that he should and starting to doubt his loyalty to us when he doesn't? There's a lot of good questions in this morning and I... I know that personally here on earth, we have a lot of things that we can bring to the Father. And even back when um, Jesus was walking the earth, we're gonna dive into Matthew 16 this morning a little bit because even the disciples had expectations. And when those expectations weren't met, they started to doubt God's loyalty. So there is a, there's a section in Matthew 16 where it shows this exchange of Peter being corrected by Jesus. Um, God had a habit of, of going above and beyond, but even still, he had to challenge the disciples' expectations because they constantly had an idea of what they thought God was gonna do. And so Jesus was challenging them, take a look at what God's perspective is. Take a look at what God wants to do, not what you wanna do. And there's, in Matthew 16, 21, this is the point, by the way, that Jesus is predicting his death. He's telling his disciples he's, he's leaving, he's going to go to Jerusalem, he's gonna be tortured, he's gonna die, and he's gonna rise again. And Peter took him aside, him being Jesus, and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. Let me pause here for a second. Peter had this expectation that Jesus as the Messiah was gonna reign, be king, change the world, and the thought of him dying was not even on his radar. So you, Peter had this expectation. Let's continue in verse 23. But he, Jesus, turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. See, Peter had this expectation of Jesus, and Jesus brought doubt to that expectation. And so in response, Peter is like, Jesus, you're not doing it right. You're not getting it. Like you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be on earth. But Peter's mind wasn't set on God's desire or God's perspective. It was set on his own. And I think a lot of times we set our expectations on our own perspectives. And I'm sure you can imagine Peter's disappointment in that, more, in that moment. And when we have this like idea that Jesus is somebody that we can rely on and unmet expectations and that relationship with him can sometimes lead us in, into doubt and disappointment and frustration. And that's okay. It's okay to question. It's okay to have doubt. It's okay to be frustrated and disappointed. But if we stay in that moment too long, we start to become bitter, angry. And when we're bitter and angry, there is no room for joy and gratitude. We start to become hardened. 
And I know that there's things that some of us desperately have wanted in our life, and so we bring it to the Father, right? We're told, like, come to the Father, lay it down, bring it to him, ask for it. Ask and you shall receive. Or we receive from him whatever we ask because we carefully and consistently keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight, right? I spent a good majority of my life thinking that if I do good works and I love Jesus and I follow him, he's gonna give me what I want. Little did I know for a long time that we cannot work our way towards God. That's not how it works. Obviously, I have a disability. For those of you who um, can see me, <laughs> I have spina bifida. And it has brought its, its shares of issues throughout my life. But it, it has also brought me to a point to want to desire to learn to more, about, more about God. Because I heard about this God that can heal, right? He's the almighty healer. So I wanted to be healed. I didn't want to have spina bifida anymore. I didn't want to um, be walking around with a limp. I didn't want limitations. And I didn't want everything that spina bifida brings me. And so every day I would, I would pray to this God that I learned about and say, okay, God, heal me, heal me. Every day, every single day I would pray. And every single day I would wake up and I would still have spina bifida. And as you can imagine, growing up, it started to become frustrating that this God who can heal people and remove cancer and straighten legs, he's done it before, He's doing it now. Why isn't he doing it for me? So I started to become frustrated and started to become really irritated with the fact that God wasn't meeting my expectation. And I started to become really desperate. And so I ended up at a Benny Hinn crusade. I don't know if any of you know who Benny Hinn is, but he had these miracle crusades and they were powerful. They were amazing. People would come expecting to be healed and God would seriously heal them. And so I was like, I have nothing to lose. Let's go. So we drove up to this Benny Hinn crusade in, De in Detroit. And at that point in my life, I didn't have a relationship with God. So there was a difference. I knew about God. I believed in God, but I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't know who he was. I just knew what he could do. And so I left home, went to this Benny Hinn crusade, you know, still at that point in my life thinking if I do all the right things, if I pray, if I fast, if I tithe, if I do everything right, like he's, he's going to give me this healing. But I left that crusade without a physical healing, obviously. But you know what? In that night, I heard about a God who wants a relationship with you. I heard about a God that desires you to know him more. And that night, I surrendered my life to Christ. And I got way more than I expected when I surrendered all of me, all of me to him. And so I got some healing that I wasn't expecting, and I got an eternity that is secure. But don't get me wrong, I still prayed for healing. I, I still do. Like, it's, it's something I still want, so I don't want you to misunderstand me. But I had this idea that if my physical body was better. If I was physically healed, I could do more things. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, God, if you heal me, I'll do more things for you, right? Like, it's a win-win. You give me what I want. I'll give you what you want. And I think a lot of times we do that in our relationship with Christ, and that's not at all how it works, friends. You can't barter with God, okay? You can't do certain things and think that he's going to give you what you want. Yes, honor your life. 
do good works, love him, but don't expect him to just give you something because you're doing what you think you should do for him. And I think it took a lot of time for me to understand that that's not how the relationship with God works. He wants us to know him. He wants us to desire him and to love him and honor him. He doesn't just want us to do good works. And so I had to really start to change my perspective a little bit and say, okay, like, it's not just about me doing all the right things and checking all the right boxes, is it? It's about maybe me asking you, God, to do more in my life instead of me doing more for you. Because there's nothing that I could plan to do, nothing that I could desire to do that would change his will and his perspective over my life. Does that make sense? I tried. I tried to, like, you know, shift, and I still do that sometimes. I'm still like, okay, God, if you heal this person, like, I'll give you this. I'll do, what, do whatever you want. And I know some of us have had those prayers. But in moments of desperation, de- desperation, we're like, God, please. And God does meet. He meets us where we need him to meet us. But I just want you to understand something. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And Jordan mentioned this during our prayer and praise time. Through his mighty power at work within us. So if we don't have his power within us, he can't do a mighty work, right? He wants to accomplish more than we might ask or think. And I really started to have to open up my eyes to see this kind of God. I had to get to know him and know his heart. And when I started to see his heart and get to know him, because you can't get to know somebody if you don't have a relationship with him. So hear me on that too. If you don't know God, get to know him. Get to know him by reading the word. Get to know him by spending time with him. Get to know his heart. And once you start to get to know his heart, you start to see more like he sees. And so I had to really step into this perspective shift, if you will, and start to ask God, okay, I want your will for my life. Please let it be healing. But if it's not, God, I still want your will. And I know that there are some of you that already hold tight to this truth. Me telling you that God meets your expectations, me telling you to hold tight to his truth, me telling you that you need to have faith, like you already have those things, but it doesn't make it any easier when he doesn't meet our expectations. We still get frustrated. We still get disappointed. It's still hurtful sometimes. And that's okay. I know that there's some heavy stuff that some of you are walking through. I see it sometimes when the prayer requests come in. I hear it in your voices. I see it in your eyes when you reach out and say, Krista, I'm, I'm going through this. I know that there are a lot, of expect, a lot of unmet expectations right now in your relationship with God. And sometimes those moments in our life land us in places of doubt and disappointment. And sometimes it lands us to just expect disappointment. Do any of you just expect disappointment now? You're like, okay, you're not meeting my needs. I'm just gonna expect to be disappointed. That's not what he wants for us, friends. That's not at all what he wants. So what do we do? How do we magically learn to be okay when our expectations aren't met? Do we just not have expectations anymore? I mean, that would be probably the easiest thing, right? Like not have any expectations, throw everything out the wind. Like I'm not expecting you to do anything. I'm not expecting Jordan to pick up his laundry off the floor so I won't get mad about it. I'm not expecting my kids to listen to me. Like no expectations, it just makes it a whole lot easier. 
The reality is we're gonna have expectations. The reality is those expectations are gonna be unmet sometimes. But he's a God that loves to give good gifts. And at the end of the day, hear me on this, whatever he wants to give us, it's gonna be for the sake of his will and what he's trying to accomplish. It's gonna be on behalf of his mission, his calling, his purpose. So whatever you want this morning, make sure you want Jesus more. Because it's not about what he can do, it's about what he wants to do. And he wants to use us. He wants us to be utilized to shape the world and change the world and help the world get to know him. So I literally still, sometimes I'm like, okay, God, then heal me. Like a healing, a physical healing is a big deal, right? Right? No? Are you with me? A physical healing is a big deal, okay? Big healing, name exalted. Like I would give him all honor. Like life's changed. It's a win-win for me. And it's a win-win for you, right? That's my perspective. There has been so many things that God has healed in my life outside of my physical body, outside of the spine of Ifida. I could give you countless stories and share countless things where God has gone way above and beyond my expectation. But I've also been through some moments where God has not met my expectation and I have sat in some moments of disappointment and frustration. But I wanna tell you this. If what God is wanting to do in my life means right now my disability brings more people to him. Hear me. I know that there are people that watch me. I want to know like, okay, like where does her joy come from? Where does her strength come from? If I were in her shoes, I don't know that I would keep pushing on. I've literally had people say, I don't know how you do it, Krista. I would have given up a long time ago. Put me in a wheelchair, call it good. I'm done. I have been told you're not going to have kids. God gave me two kids. It wasn't without frustration. A lot of people walked me, watched me walk through depression and frustration and disappointment and, and a few years of infertility. But God brought me to the other side and now I get to walk with people that are in that same journey right now. And he's using me to help. And so do you see, do you see what I'm seeing here? There are things that God does and wants to do that we're not expecting and he ends up using it for his glory and his honor. And... I wouldn't change a thing, even if my physical healing brought, you know, tons of people to know him. If my disability is bringing more to him and that's what he wants to accomplish, then I'm not going to step in his way. Okay? But don't get me wrong. (laughs) I still want healing. I'm still expectant of healing because I know that my God can heal. I'm not dismissing that by any means, so don't get me wrong, okay? I still want it. I'm still expectant of it because he's a God who wants to love us, provide for us, and comfort us, and if we didn't need any of those things, what would he be there for? We need to lean into him. We need to rely on him. We need to trust him, and if he doesn't meet your expectation, I just want to encourage you, don't curse the frustration. Manage it. Fight through it Uh, because I promise you there's something greater on the other side, and I talk a little bit more about how we need to trust God. And I know that that's so easy to just say, okay, you tell me to trust him. I suck at trusting. It's, it's not something that comes easy for me by any means. Um, and I know that it's not 
it's not easy to just flip a switch and say, okay, God, I trust you. I trust you in this moment. I trust that your will is perfect. But when we start to build our life on his foundation and start to ask him to open our eyes and wonder, we start to trust him a little bit more and to know that he is going to provide and know that he's gonna provide what's best for us. And sometimes it's hard to just look at it in the moment. So I just wanna share with you sometimes, take a look at where you've come. Take a look at some of the moments in your life where in that moment you're like, I don't see any good in it. I don't see where God is. I don't see where, where God's moving. I don't see any of it. But he brought you through, didn't he? So take a look back. Take a look back at that moment, that situation. Recall what you went through and recall how God met you on the other side and how you're better for it and how you're stronger because of it. Help that Help those moments, take those moments and let them sustain you because when you stand firm in the, pre- in the present moments of chaos, those moments will help strengthen your faith. Those moments will help you remember that God's done it and he's gonna do it again. I know that hoping feels like waiting and expectation feels like waiting. And I know that we're all walking through some things, but whether you've heard it before or not, I want you to know that waiting seasons on God are never wasted, ever. And it's in those unknown moments in our lives that God makes himself known to us. The moments that we're so confused and so hurt and so doubtful, he shows up because we have no idea where things are going and what's gonna happen. So we have to ask ourselves something. Is our relationship with God about him meeting all of our needs, all of our expectations? And when he doesn't, do we doubt him? Yes, you can shake your head yes. We do, we doubt him. It's okay. But should our relationship with God be more about him shaping our desires, our perspectives, and understanding of life to his will and learning to trust him more? I know that the journey isn't easy. I know that it doesn't, doesn't always come easy. But I want you to know, if we start to shift our perspective a little bit, it allows us to get out of that space of disappointment that we're stuck in, and none of us want to be in that. If you want to be stuck in disappointment and frustration, then take a good, hard look at your heart and ask God, okay, what is it that you want to do? So I know that some of you are walking in some junk right now. But I want you to know that there's beauty on the other side. I want you to know that it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be frustrated. But don't stay there. Don't harden up. Don't get bitter. Don't get angry. Move out of that disappointment. Jean said last week, it's okay to doubt. We just can't stay there. We have to take actions on our part to step out of that mom- those moments of doubt. In the same way, we have to take action to step out of those moments of disappointment. And I know that there's a lot of you going through some stuff that you never thought you'd be going through. <clears throat> and I know you're hurting and I know you're angry. I know you're confused. But God doesn't want you to remain there. He wants you to break out of the disappointment. He wants you to find peace in knowing that he has a plan. It is perfect. It is his will that's going to stand firm in your life. And he will exceed your expectations. 
So as we close, I just, um, I wanna take this next moment of worship and I wanna give you space to lay down those disappointments. We, we talked about it this morning during prayer time. I think it's important sometimes that we don't just say we're gonna do it, that we actually take a physical initiative to lay things down. So I wanna encourage you this morning, if you're bitter and you're angry, come down and pray. I'm not saying you need to pray with anybody, just come down and pray, sit at his feet. If you're frustrated, if you're doubtful, come down and pray. If there's something specific in your life that you're asking for, come down and pray. If you're in a waiting season and you're tired of waiting, come down and pray. Or if you're in a waiting season and you're wanting to trust God more that in this season, He's gonna refine you and restore you and revitalize you, come down and pray. And if you're online this morning, I don't want you to miss an opportunity either. Whether you're on your couch or in your bed or in a coffee shop, whatever it is, take the initiative to say, okay, God, I lay this down at your feet. Because he wants to move, friends. And I know that there's lots of seasons that we go through, and I know that there's lots of really frustrating moments. And I also know that it is, in part, our Christian talk to, oh, be strong. God's got it. But when you're in the thick of it, it sucks. And you don't always hear it. This morning, I just ask you to start praying and having trust and having faith and knowing that the God that you love and serve, He is going to meet your expectations. And it's gonna be for His purpose and His calling and His will in your life. And it's gonna be incredible. Do I still want healing? Absolutely. But do I dismiss every beautiful piece in my life that God meets my expectations and heals me from other things? No, because those are just as big. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.